0: Okay. What I want to talk about today is the Indian in the Chomish, the Indian in history, which is in of the Yanadi Yama. Uh, we know that the 8th, the 9th and the 10th of Tamils, Chazal say, were all days which are right to make a fast day for. We only fast the 10th because it's too hard for our favorites. other are three days where it's right to make a fast each of them. Except we only fast on the 10th because it was too hard for people to fast three days in a row. And the incident on the 10th of Tevez, which was that Yeshuaim was besieged, was the first one to happen, so then we keep that as the tiniest. Even though that's in today and tomorrow, the 8th and the 9th of Tevez are also Yomim of Puranas, days of sadness, days which things went wrong for Klai Israel, and there were reasons to fast as well. What went wrong? What was the tsara that happened to Klai Israel on the 8th of Tevez, which is today? So that Chazal us in the that what happened on the eighth of Tavis is that uh, Ptolemy or uh, this is why he's called the Gemara Talmai, the king of Egypt at the time was very time for Hanukkah, he brought seventy rachamim and he forced them to translate the Torah into Greek. And uh, why was that a Torah Because it's because it's minimized. The is the Torah That now what, it had been translated Into a foreign language That was something which was right. Really it was an, a, enough of a churban, Enough of a tragedy That there would be reason for everybody to fast That uh, there was now a a, targum, a translation of the Torah into Greek And the question is The question is that The idea of translating the Torah Didn't begin then uh, we know that when Moshe came into er, er, told the Jewish people They're going to come to Eretz Israel So he says they have to take set stones And they have to write the Torah on these stones Which means in 70 languages So already then they translated the Torah Already then they translated the Torah And there was something which they were meant to do uh, So what was the problem That now they had to translate the Torah again And this was now a tragedy and the Torah was translated into Greek and now it wasn't, it was no longer only accident in the original in the original That's the first question. The second question is What happened to the ninth of Davis? What happened to the ninth of Davis? What was so terrible what happened to the ninth of Davis? <coughs> that was also a reason to fight. <coughs> so the Sayyidam, who's the midrash who talks about it, says, below Pireshu by okay. Khakram didn't explain to us what the tragedy of the 9th of Tavis was and therefore what was the reason to fast, which is a bit strange. If it us the reason to fast, why are we fasting? What, what happened? And the 10th of Tavis, you know, was the day that in the first place of Mekdash uh, Yerushalayim was besieged and that uh, was the start of the Khurban. By a picture maybe it may be, but what happened to the 9th of Tavis? Um, so we, are, we, know, we know two different things Which happened on the 9th of Tevez And uh, in completely different times of history A few different times of history But the question is uh, Firstly What puts these three incidents together That they all came together in Teves As three reasons to fast. The first incident which we told In a different place What happened on the 9th of Tevez Is Yom Shemais Ezra HaSafir it's the day that Ezra HaSefer died. And why is it significant to us? I, lots of different Sadiq about on different days. And uh, we don't make a fast out of it. Uh, and the Khazal say because Ezra HaSefer was the same person. There's another name for Malachi. And we know that Malachi was the last Novi. And therefore, the day that Malachi, that Ezra HaSefer died, was the last day we had a Navi in the world. Since then, there have been no navi. So it wasn't just the death of a person It was the end of an era It was the death of Neville And therefore that's also a reason to, to mark it for fasting It's a tsara A tsara in the world And there is something went wrong in the world But we lost Neville We lost Neville That was the one incident Which happened on the 9th of Tavis But we know that there was a second incident Which happened on the 9th of Tavis too A long time later it's not brought in Chazal It's brought in the Rishanim In It was the Yom Shunada B'Eisayish Which the day that Yashka was born Which If the Gosh calendar puts it On the 25th of December The out of Tavis is, uh, Very often falls on Or overlaps In that uh, English date So that was And again Why was that a reason Why was that a reason to fast? We know that the Christians Caused a lot of promise To the Jews And still do But that wasn't necessarily got to do with the birth of Yashka. The the whole religion only came much later on. So what is the the significance of fasting And obviously if all these three incidents happened in Tebes then there must be some connection between them. A connection between the Torah being translated into Greek a connection between the last Navi dying the connection between Yashka being born and the connection between Yashqa being put into siege Yashka's birthday is in Tavis. sorry Yashka was born in that's what it said now what's, this, uh, what's the principle over here which and this is the the tsar of Khadosh Tevis? you just understand it's a different to let's say the tsar of Khadosh Av when it was the khatsar, the month of the Khurban the month of all the Khurbanis what is the tsar of Tevis? what went wrong in Tevis? So when the Gemara talks in Chagiga Talks about uh, What Hashem cries about The Khurban One of the things the Gemara says Is that There was a certain Prominence A certain importance That Klal Yisrael had the Jewish people had That was taken from them And given to the God Just like the Malchut Just like the kingdom We know that before that the most powerful kingdom in the world was the kingdom of Shlomo the kingdom of Israel we had the, we had the, the, the most powerful country we had, that was the central point of the world and part of the khurban wasn't just what got taken away from us part of the khurban was what got taken away from us and given to the God and that's an extra dimension in the khurban there's one thing that lost something we realized it. nobody got it so then it's still waiting for us so to speak it's like no, no one has it. Whereas if something which is taken from us and given to someone else, it's like a double punishment. It's a punishment that not only don't we have it anymore, but we, that kill someone else is taking in place of us. That is a double punishment. The pasuk says in Yeshaya when it talks about uh, Hashem wanting to comfort us, He Nachamu, ami. It says, they got punished doubly So the, the different explanations Of what the double punishment we got is One of the Mahashim explains exactly this point The double punishment isn't just what we lost It's a, got taken it from us And given to somebody else look, Let's just make it a, a more real example right? uh, If a marriage doesn't work out And the couple gets divorced It's, it's one Makkah for each of the people that They got to separate it but now, if the ex-spouse remarries, come that comes with that Makkah. It wasn't just you know having someone else has them. If, if you do something and then somebody else gets it, it's a, it's a second level of a punishment. So that's what you saw here also. There are certain things which kliyos last, and so to speak, the guy got the right to take it to some level, and that adds to the punishment. It adds to the punishment. That's that's in the concept of the choishek, what we call of Chodesh Tavis Chodesh well, Tavis was what Klai Yisrael lost and what the Goim tried to take now obviously it's not going to happen the whole way in other words it's not going to be that the, the Goim can take something which in Ruqnis belongs to us in belongs to us because Hashem won't give it to them but the fact that they, that it, that they, present, they present it as if it's theirs the fact that like, it looks to outsiders looks to the world That either they've got it instead of us so That's already uh, it's considered a Makkah in that sense The first thing I want to talk about is the Malchus For example We know that the four kingdoms who ruled the world were All came in the wake of the Khurban Really they all took the Malchus away from us From Klai Yisrael And eventually it's going to come back to us again We know the idea of Malchus Is he's going to bring the Malchus back to Klai Yisrael again Now the, so even though for thousands of years There are other kingdoms Who are ruling the world Other civilizations which are dominant Around the globe We know that that's, it's not the same thing as the Malchus Which there was when there was, when there was a Malchus of, of a king who was a Novi But they still look like a Malchus They still have power They still have authority They still control things So in some way it looks like they've taken it away from us We lost it So what are the things we lost In Kedesh Tavis? So the first thing we lost is the Torah As long as we had the Torah And then That's something which is only ours Something as is as only ours And it was kept by Klai It There's a privilege given to us The Klai that we had the Torah No one else had the Torah If we would choose to write the Torah in 70 languages It's okay, it's our Torah The idea of the guy Forcing us to translate the Torah Is Kailu, they took the Torah as this They took the Torah as this and now that it's uh, been translated into language that they can read and now they're going to include it in, as part of their literature or their writings, whatever it's going to be so they, in some way they stole the Torah from us they stole the Torah from us and it was very significant because it had happened in the dark. like I said when Talmud and Melech wanted them to translate the Torah was it was when Talma the Ptolemies, the kings of Egypt ruled Israel, that was just after the time of we know that the Greek Empire split into four parts after Alexander died. One was called the, the Egyptian Greeks, which was the, the kings were called the Ptolemies. The other was called the Syrian Greeks, the kings were called the Andiachos. Now, this kind of miracle happened when Eretz Yisrael was under the rulership of the Syrian Greeks, but before that, Eretz was under the rulership of the Egyptian Greeks, and in other words, the Ptolemies. And that was the time, it was this is the time Shimon when they translated the Torah into Greek. The Italian, which means the Egyptian Greek group at the time, forced him to into Greek. It came at a very sensitive time. Because that was just at the end of the time of Torah Saf. Again, Torah Shabiksaf ends with the end of the Naveem ends the end of the Navim. There's no longer Torah Saf. So are we going to. We're no longer are able to add to Tanakh. We no longer have more Kiswe Kodesh. At the end of Kira of Torah Saf has come to an end. And now, not only do we, aren't, aren't we able to. Increase the territory of itself, Islam, the beam, But now the goyim come and Make us translate it into Greek They take it for themselves So to some extent there was a, The first Choshik Was that Hashem was showing us At some level we lost a connection to the Torah And not only did we lose it But the goyim took the Torah away from us The, the Gemara says it's clearly the Gemara says that Hanani ibn Tradyon used to teach Torah ibn At the time of the Roman decrees It was much later After the Khurban He used to teach Torah ibn And V'yasim Kisman Calls him in And he says to him Don't you realize You're endangering your life By teaching Torah ibn So Hanani ibn answers He says The Torah will protect me I'm teaching Torah The Torah will protect me so what I guess In answer Basically is The Torah won't protect you They'll get burned together With the Torah What was the difference Between The two ways of looking at it So the way Rav Khaled Been trying to Is maybe Kali is chosen goddess. But we have the Torah And if I'm going to Learn Torah The Torah will protect me What I guess told him Is that there's A goddess In the Torah also Just like The Goyim, There had those xerious goddess On us There was a goddess In the Torah too and therefore If they can punish you They can punish the Torah also. You can get burnt The Torah can also get burnt There was a certain Kiddush That that the Goim had the right To hold him To take the Torah away from us But that idea that, we, that to some extent We lost the Torah And the goyim took it That was the first Choshik When they forced us To translate the Torah into Greek It's ki'ilu They took the Torah away from us And Ha'ad-Yamaziah is like that haad Yamazah They claim that What they call in their words The Old Testament Is part of their books too They stole our Torah all that <clears throat> That's the, the first Choshech which comes to the world. The second Choshech which comes to the world, we said before, we lost Nevo. On the ninth of Tavis, we lost Nevo. If we lost nevah, so then we don't have an interaction with Hashem anymore. Uh, why we lost Nevo is because really Christ So felt, uh, they, they asked for it, they felt we, with the, the, the challenge of knowing the spiritual world was causing people to serve a desire. I don't have to go into that explanation now, but the result was, Hashem said, he accepts what they want, there's not going to be any more Neville. So there was something very valuable, something very much which defined Klai Yisrael before that as the only nation which had Neville. The other goyim had Nevi bal and they had all kinds of false prophets, but the nation which had Neville was Klai Yisrael. And that was the principle part of Klai Yisrael. Uh, Comes the land of Tavis, we lost that. We lost that, the last love dies. He's no longer Neville. There was another level of spirituality that Klai Yisrael uniquely had before that and then they lost it. And then that was followed up. It wasn't at the same time. It was a few hundred years later. But it was followed up when Yashka was born. Because, if you know the story of early Christianity, he never made, wanted to make a new religion. He, pre- he presented himself as a prophet. He presented himself as a Novi. And no one accepted him because we all knew that Nebuah had ended. So everyone accepted him with the guy who he preached to. And therefore, they took away something else from us. They took away the idea that can't, there can be prophets. Naveen. And instead of a real Navi, which Israel used to have, and were the only ones to have, now the Goyim came along, or somebody else comes along, and presents himself as a new prophet. And then he was the first of a whole lot of string of people who comes to claim themselves to be prophets. Muhammad Lai also claimed himself as a prophet. Was, that was all taken from us. The Goyim never had prophets. had Rav desire. The idea of a Navi was something that was a Jewish concept. Only the Yitin had prophets Only the Yitin had Neveen <laughs> <laughs> They had Neveen Asher and Neveen Baal It wasn't the same thing Sorry It was a from of Hashem It was a different thing It was for, for, for Klai Yisrael Like we know <laughs> The false prophets were talking to Hashem, Whatever else they saw from The idea of someone claiming Hashem told me something That was, that was Klai Yisrael's thing in so it took away our, our distinction when we had the word from Hashem, and if people come along and say that they prophets in Hashem's name instead of us. That's again, it's not true, but it's taking away our privilege. That was the second Choshech the second Choshech. And the third Choshech the third Choshech was on the tenth of Davis. On the tenth of Davis is, like we said the day that Nebuchadnezzar's army surrounded Jerusalem. Now the Basimish didn't get destroyed yet; it was a three-year siege. And only three years later On Tisha B'av, The got destroyed So what's, what's the Tsar What's the Khurban in the fact that Yishinaim got besieged That Yushalayim got besieged Not as destruction It still functions It was still a city And they were still bringing carbonos until, until just before the korban, Until so the 7th of So what's the korban In the fact that there's a siege Not the korban we lost but the Ba'isimah So it only came with Tisha B'av. There's a different korban. The korban of Yishinaim Being besieged and that is the uh, another point. We know the pasuk says in Tehillim that when Yerushalayim was built, it was a center point of the world. It was the in Nachala Arutz, like the pasuk says that the of the kings came from far away and, and they came to Yerushalayim because it, it was a place which influenced the whole world. Everybody was impressed by. Everyone was inspired by Yerushalayim. Was the center point which. The world was all, the had an influence in the, everywhere around the world. And the future will be like that again. The Pasuk says, <laughs> In the end of days, <laughs> and then the Basimish will re- be rebuilt, the house of Hashem is rebuilt, of all the goyim will be led up by it, they'll all stream to it, that will be a, the center point of the world again. When the Basimish existed, that was, like the, like the Gaim says in Eicha, <laughs> This was the whole world's uh, capital This was the place the whole world respected that like, Was inspired by The idea of a siege Is that it cut Yerushalayim off from the world Yerushalayim was still there And for another three years Yerushalayim still functions But it was cut off from the world A siege, no one came in, no one went out So the influence that Yerushalayim had on the world Was no longer extant Three years From three years From times uh, until the Khurban was three years And then the idea of a siege the Yishlayim's influence in the world has been stopped. There's no, there's no one coming in. There's no one going out. No, the influence isn't isn't there anymore. That was what we lost. The, the, that is the, the, the what we lost from the, the not, not that we lost David yet, in the news of the but we lost the effect that Yishlayim will have on the world. That was the place which was respected. The whole world saw so as the the, the, the the seat of tradition, the seat of of power, the seat of importance that everyone looked up to, and it lands again. Something that every Gaish uh, capital in turn tried to take away from us. And Nebuchadnezzar built his city, bubble to be like a success, to be the new world capital. And afterwards, the Hashvarish politician to be the new world capital. And then it moved to Athens, it moved to Rome, Imperial Rome was also meant to be the replacement of the old Yerushalayim And then we went, went around the world from there also. Whether it was Paris or London or New York, wherever it's going to be, wherever city is going to be considered a world, the, the center of influence in the world. You said no. That used to be your Yerushalayim's position Yerushalayim used to be The Messiah It used to be The center of importance In the world We lost that And like everything else The idea of the Yimea Khoyshekh Of Tevez Is the, the The elements Which we had Which Klai shall had And not just That we lose But we lost And it was taken away From us It was replaced By what the are Took in place of that That's what we call Khayshaykh. It's not just The, the, the one tsar the one side of not having uh, that the not having not having the influence of Yerushalayim is the second point also, and that is that the, it was usur- the Bar Ga'im it they took it away from us. They've given a false or uh, like an alternative in place of what we had. That's the. Uh, the Khoi of Tevis Chazal say we with this There's two months Of 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 punishment in the year The one is Av the, the other one is Tevis so The one is in the middle of the summer The other is the middle of the winter Now what's the difference So they say Just like this and I don't want to explain the concept now But Chazal say Just like this a concept of Gehinim shal And Gehinim Shal-Karach There's a Gehinim of fire And there's a Gehinim of ice Same thing There's a Oynish of fire There's a Oynish of ice and therefore we got punished in the month, the hottest month in the year, and we got punished in the coldest month in the year. And what's the meaning of that? And the answer is there's two different kinds of punishment. There's one punishment, which is fire. A Kalish tries to, sh- anger is shown by fire. Hashem comes to punish. And punishment comes with anger. The Nish got burnt, got destroyed, people got killed. That's Av. That's one kind of punishment. A punishment of anger. There's another kind of punishment. ilo a person turns not interested in you anymore. Gives you a cold treatment. Don't care about you. It's not coming to punish. No one died. Not when they translated the Torah, and not when we uh, lost the Vua, not when Shlaim went to the siege. No one died. There was not a flash of anger. But when we see the punishment, is in the coldness. You see the punishment as Hashem is taking away our closeness. He doesn't want the connection anymore. I'll take away the Torah. I'll take away the Vua. I'll take away Shalei. That's the punishment of ice. That's the punishment of Tavis. There's two different sides of the punishment. And the are both things we need, to, we need to fast about because they're both things we want to attack in. We want to attack like in the areas which cause the punishment of fire and the khurban, and we want to attack in the pa- areas which cause the punishment of cold, the punishment of distance, the punishment of losing what we have in our so place.